Welcome to the McDark Horror Series. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk, and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces and they each had a piece. Then they did the dishes and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared, but he thought... It doesn't know where I am. It'll never find me. Then he heard the voice once more. Only now it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it'll be gone. But soon, he heard the back door open. And again, he heard the voice. Where is my toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen into the dining room. Into the living room into the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark toward his bed. Then they stopped.
Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street, and they were talking about how scary it was. Don't ever stand on the grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. That's not true, one of the girls said. It's just a superstition. I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. The boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife into one of the graves, he said. Then we'll know you were there. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. There's nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself. But she was scared anyway. She picked out a grave and stood on it. Then quickly she bent over and plunged the knife into the soil, and she started to leave. But she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. She was filled with terror. Something has got me! She screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and had pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her. She had died of fright. A man named Joseph Blackwell came to Philadelphia on a business trip. Stayed with some friends in the big house they owned outside the city. That night they had a good time visiting. But when Blackwell went to bed, he tossed and turned and he couldn't sleep. Sometime during the night he heard a car turn into the driveway. He went to the window to see who was arriving at such a late hour. In the moonlight he saw a long black hearse filled with people. The driver of the hearse looked up at him. When Blackwell saw his queer, hideous face... He shuddered. The driver called to him. There's room for one more. Then he waited for a minute or two and he drove off. In the morning, Blackwell told his friends what had happened. You were dreaming, they said. I must have been, he said. But it didn't seem like a dream. After breakfast, he went into Philadelphia. He spent a day above the city in one of those new office buildings there. Late in the afternoon, he was waiting for an elevator to take him back down to the street. But when it arrived, it was very crowded. One of the passengers looked out and called to him. There's room for one more, he said. It was the driver of the hearse. No thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed and the elevator started down. There was shrieking and screaming. Then the sound of a crash. The elevator had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. Everyone aboard was killed. A young woman in town married a man from another part of the country. He was a nice fellow and they got along pretty well together. There was only one problem. Every night, he'd go swimming in the river, 
Sometimes, he would be gone all night long, and she would complain about how lonely she was. This couple had two young sons. As soon as the boys could walk, their father began to teach them how to swim. And when they got to be old enough, he took them swimming in the river at night. Often, they would stay there all night long, and the young woman would stay home all by herself. After a while, she began to act in a strange way. At least, that's what the neighbors said. She told them that her husband was turning into an alligator, and that he was trying to turn the boys into alligators. Everybody told her there was nothing wrong with a man taking his son swimming. That was a natural thing to do. And when it came to alligators, there just weren't any nearby. Everybody knew that. Early one morning, the young woman came running into town from the direction of the river. She was soaking wet. She said a big alligator and two little alligators had pulled her in and had tried to get her to eat a raw fish. They were her husband and her sons, she said, and they wanted her to live with them. But she had gotten away. Her doctor decided she had lost her mind and he had put her in the hospital for a while. After that, nobody saw her husband and boys again. They just disappeared. But now and then a fisherman would tell about seeing alligators in the river at night. Usually it was one big alligator and two small ones, but people said they were just making it up. Everybody knows there aren't alligators around here. Two farmhands shared a room. One slept at the back of the room, the other slept near the door. After a while, the one who slept near the door began to feel very tired early in the day. His friend asked what was wrong. An awful thing happens every night, he said. A witch turns me into a horse and rides me all over the countryside. I'll sleep in your bed tonight, his friend said. We'll see what happens to me. About midnight, an old woman who lived nearby came into the room. She mumbled some strange words over the farmhand. He found he couldn't move. Then she slipped a bridle on him. He turned into a horse. Next thing he knew, she was riding him across the fields at breakneck speed, beating him to make him go even faster. Soon they came to a house where a party was going on. There was a lot of music and dancing. They were having a big time inside. She hitched them to a fence and went in. While she was gone, the farmhand rubbed against the fence until the bridle came off, turned back into a human being. Then he went into the house and found the witch. He spoke those strange words over her, and with the bridle, he turned her into a horse. Then he rode her to a blacksmith and had her fitted with horseshoes. After that, he rode her to the farm where she lived. I have a pretty good filly here, he told her husband. But I need a stronger horse. Would you like to trade? The old man looked her over and said he would do it. So they picked out another horse and the farmhand rode away. Her husband led his new horse to the barn. He took off the bridle and went to hang it up. When it came back, the new horse was gone. Instead, there stood his wife. 
with horseshoes nailed to her hands and feet. A young man and his wife were on a trip to visit his mother. Usually they arrived in time for supper, but they had gotten a late start, and now it was getting dark. So they decided to look for a place to stay overnight and go on in the morning. Just off the road they saw a small house in the woods. Maybe they rent rooms, the wife said, so they stopped to ask. An elderly man and a woman came to the door. They didn't rent rooms, they said, but they would be glad to have them stay overnight as their guests. They had plenty of rooms, and they would enjoy the company. The old woman made coffee and brought out some cake, and the four of them talked for a while. Then the young couple were taken to their room. They again explained that they wanted to pay for this, but the old man said he would not accept any money. The young couple got up early the next morning before their host had awakened. On a table near the front door, they left an envelope with some money in it for the room. Then they went on to the next town. They stopped in a restaurant and had breakfast. When they told the owner where they had stayed, he was shocked. This can't be, he said. That house burned to the ground, and the man and the woman who lived there died in the fire. The young couple could not believe it. So they went back to the house. Only now there was no house. All they found was a burned-out shell. They stood staring at the ruins, trying to understand what had happened. Then the woman screamed. In the rubble was a badly burned table, like the one they had seen by the front door. On the table was the envelope they had left that morning. One time, a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about ten years. Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they always would get scared by the haunt. So this preacher took his Bible, went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire, lit the lamp, sat there reading the Bible. Then just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth. Then it sounded like somebody was trying to scream, got choked off. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling. And finally, everything got quiet. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading... He heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn. And when the door began to open, he jumped up and hollered, What do you want? The door shut back easy-like, and there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while. Then he got up, 
laid the book on the chair, went to mending the fire. Then the haunt started walking again, and step, step, step up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn and the door open. Looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, Who are you? What do you want? The haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do. Then she just faded out. The old preacher waited, waited. When he didn't hear any more noises, he went over and shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over, but he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see it through. So, he turned his chair to where he could watch, and he sat down and waited. It wasn't long before he heard the haunt start up again, slowly. Step, 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 closer and closer. Step, step, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held his Bible out before him. Then the knob slowly turned, and the door opened wide. This time, the preacher spoke quiet-like. He said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you? What do you want? The haunt came right across the room, straight to him, took hold of his coat. It was a young woman about twenty years old. Her hair was torn and dangled, and the flesh was dropping off her face so he could see the bones and the part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, but there was sort of a blue light way back in her eye sockets, and she had no nose to her face. Then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing it. She told how her lover had killed her for her money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest. Then she told him to take the end joint of the little finger from her left hand and to lay it in the collection plate at the next church meeting. Then he'd find out who had murdered her. And she said, If you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight and I'll tell you where my money is hid, and you can give it to the church. The haunt sobbed like she was tired. She sunk down towards the floor and was gone. The preacher found the bones and buried them in the graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate. When a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at the bone, trying to get it off. Then he went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, he confessed to the murder. Then they took him on to jail. After the man was hung, the preacher went back to that house one midnight. 
and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the hearth rock. He did. He found a big sack of money. And where that haunt had held on to his coat, the print of those bony fingers was burned right into the cloth. It never did come out. <laughs> 